Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Hey, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Really Riley. Appreciate y'all coming back to listen to my little corner of the world where I always like to talk about the stuff that has people going, oh, Really Riley? Hence the name. I also like to talk about my future wedding coming up. I'm engaged. I like to talk about fashion and fitness and, of course, motherhood. And truth be told, I basically forgot that this weekend was Mother's Day. I I mean, yeah, COVID-19, self-isolating, social distancing, going back to work this week, all stuff gets in the way. And I legit forgot about, you know, this big day to celebrate mothers. I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about shopping on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, God, no, I should probably pay homage to the badass mamma jammas that give us life, that, you know, help us throughout all of the, all the journeys that we go through. And yeah, by the way, I'm a mom too. Like I, I, I laugh at myself that I legit forgot that this was mother's day weekend. And I always like to talk about the big stuff on Wednesday. So I thought probably should get to it. So if you don't listen to the show or you haven't listened to really Riley before, I have a son whose name is Lyric Matthew and he's four and a half. He's going to be five years old in October and not to be cliche because I hate that shit, but where did the time go? Like I look at pictures of me when I was pregnant and I'm like, yeah, I am officially that cliche person that is just like, I, it was only yesterday, but legit it feels like it because my kid is a weed and has literally turned into a four-nager overnight. And I'm like, damn, I just would give anything back to have some of those little moments. Not necessarily when he was a tiny, tiny baby and I was afraid I was going to break him, but I wish that time would have slowed a little bit. You know, when I started this mothering journey, I had a few rules for myself. Some I still live and die by, and I probably always will, and some I have changed But I thought, you know, if I was able to impart on you as a mom, maybe you're already a mom, maybe you're, you know, five years, four and a half years into it like me, maybe you're about to be a mom. If there was any wisdom that I could give, maybe I should give it. And listen, I understand that I am no expert. As a matter of fact, I'm going to get to one of those rules in a second that talks about that. But I thought maybe I should give you my personal recipe for a badass mother. Because I think all of us moms are just that badass mamma jammas that are doing the damn thing, no matter what stage we're in in life, because we're just trying to raise great little humans. So I don't have any like particular order for these rules. Not one is more important than the other in my world. But here we go. So one of them, selflessness to a point. Now, when I say to a point, you think as a mother, you're supposed to always just 
bend over backwards for your children and they are first no matter what and nothing else matters. And to a point, that is true. But the one rule that I gave myself before I became pregnant, while I was pregnant, and since I have set eyes on my beautiful little baby boy is never forget to keep a certain bit of the person you were before you were a mother. Like I always said, like, I'm not going to not be into fashion anymore. I'm not going to not work out anymore. I'm not going to set aside little pieces of savings for me to go buy myself a new pair of shoes and a pick-me-up. I'm not going to stop doing my nails. I'm not going to just erase the 33 years of life there were before I had my son because then what good am I to him? What knowledge can I impart on him? What good habits can I give him? What things can I show him that he can see with his own eyes without words, you know, to learn how to be a whole person? I mean, and there's also the notion that like, if, you know, you put your entire universe into your children when they go off and they start their own families and they get married and they go off to college, what the hell are you going to do? You know, I used to resent my mom in a sense for sort of having that thought. Like my mom always had her own things and it's not like she wasn't really involved in mine and my sister's lives. It was just, I never really got that point until I became a mom. And I just think that that's super important. And maybe in times past, That wasn't the main focus as a mother. But for me, I feel like that's super ultra important. Another one uh, in my recipe for a badass mother is patience. Now, I know that seems another cliche notion, as uncliche as I try to be, but I legit have a tattoo on my wrist of Psalm 2714. Wait upon the Lord and he shall strengthen thy heart. Like one of the things that my mom and the greatest piece of advice that she always used to tell me when I was younger is to have patience. She used to always say patience is a virtue. And I was like, (laughs) well, that may be mom, but patience ain't a virtue I'm skilled at. But it's true. Like it's one of the most commonly things, common things said to mothers, but like patience, nothing will test you like your child in every single way to the core of who you are. Ain't nothing going to test you like your kid because Nine times out of 10, when they're doing something that you would normally either walk away or never speak to someone again in your life for, this is your kid. You can't. You have to have patience. You have to work through things. And I work through it every single day because I'm the most impatient mamma jamma there ever was. Patience. Sweet and simple with that one. Another one on the list is learn to let go and pick your battles. Maybe a little bit on the cliche side, but for me too, it's just like, I like to control things. And as a mom, you feel like sometimes, you you know, you have that power. You can just control this situation at least until they're 18 years old. But then what kind of person are you shaping? You're shaping a mind here. So sometimes when they really, really want something and it's like you've told them no a million times, what is that one yes going to do? Like, honestly, that's my favorite thing whenever Lyric is freaking out. And instead of just me being impatient, like I told you I was, and just saying no, is shocking him a little bit. And like, all right, this time we can do it. And I swear that kid's face lights up. And for me, that's like picking a battle of, I can show you, I can work with you. I love you. I'm willing to be the cool, fun mom instead of just the strict mom every once and again. I'm going to pick this battle and I'm going to choose to make you happy in this moment. Now, listen to me. I'm not saying do that every time because I'm not that mom. I don't just give in to my son, but I feel like picking those battles is so damn important. 
Because some of the battles that I've chosen to give up on and just let him have his way were ones that I never thought I was going to do. And he's only four and a half. Let's just wait till he's a teenager. Oh, yay. Um, another one on this list is set goals for you and your children. I really, really love the idea of setting a goal for myself and then showing Lyric how to do it. Of course, you like you you raise your kids to like you want to have goals in life and you want to go somewhere. But how can you teach them that if you don't set those goals for yourself? I know a lot of my girlfriends and a lot of my guy friends that became parents and that was their biggest goal in life and it stopped there. And that's fine. I'm not saying anything in that way because parenting is the most, you know, wonderful thing you can do. Sometimes the hardest thing you can ever do. And if that's all you ever wanted to do and that's your Mecca, more effing power to you. But for me... I still wanted, again, going back to that first point I gave you, keep a certain bit of yourself and never lose that. I want to be able to show my kid what it is to make a goal, to realize a goal, to have a goal, and then set another one. So once I had a child, and God willing, when I have another baby girl with my future husband, Marshall, I want them to know that the goals that I set are examples for the goals you can set. Let's make goals together. Let's achieve those goals together. Goals. Another one is another simple, simple guy, but be kind. Aha, this is one that I've struggled with in the past and still struggle all the time. Like, listen, I am a person. I'll give you the shirt off of my back. Once you're in my heart, you're in my heart forever. But I always say, I'm nice until I'm not. A lot of times when you flip that switch with me, it's over, man. You see the Puerto Rican Riley come out, Tasmanian Riley comes And I tend to be very spicy and I have to remind myself all the time to be kind because when I'm not, those little eyes are watching. The other day I was frustrated about something and I was just being snippy with my fiance, Marshall, and my son comes over to me, literally strokes my face as if I was the four-year-old to calm me down. He's like, mommy, I need you to be nice. Oh my God. Was that like a gut check to the motherhood ego of wow. I need to be kind. Like, I definitely want my kid to be a kind-hearted person. I want him to be feisty in a sense like me. I want him to be, you know, strong-willed and stuff. But I also want you to be nice because nobody likes an asshole. Be kind. And another one on this list is pick the right people to surround your children with, your chosen family, if you will. You know, most, not most, you know, the conventional way of doing a family for a lot of people in the years past and years going forward and present day is to get married and that's your chosen person. I didn't go that route, obviously. And I had to make a point since I didn't have a conventional family for Lyric in the beginning to choose the right people to bring around him, friends and all that. Like he didn't meet a man. I didn't bring anybody I dated, which there wasn't that many around Lyric until Marshall because I was making that choice that I wasn't going to make that influx of people in and out of his life. And I'm not preaching to you about my ways and saying anything about family should be this way or that. I'm saying like even my friends that I brought around him, I wanted to make sure that these were good hearted people that were going to be there, that were going to be constants in his life. If he didn't have that traditional family that some people say should be the way again, I'm not saying either way should be the way because I'd be a hypocrite if I did. I'm just saying, I'm sad that some of the people that I chose to bring around him in the beginning aren't there anymore. Granted, he's young enough that he doesn't know any different, but I'm paying attention to that now. I feel like my my circle is getting smaller because of that reason. I want him to see 
good people in his life. And if those people tend to ebb and flow throughout, that's all right as well too. I just pay attention to the circle and chosen family I bring around and I'm protective of that. Now, again, I don't want anybody to get mad or disheartened about anything that I'm saying right now because I never try to pretend like my word is law at all, especially not in motherhood. This is just my opinion to you. Take it for what it is. Another one on this list is prepare for the unexpected. Like, (laughs) I really wish somebody had told me about this before I became a mom because I swear to you, every new stage, I guess in life, but especially in motherhood, comes about when you think you've captured that last one, man. When you think you have conquered sleep training, guess what? You got to introduce them to, you know, this new schedule or, okay, you've conquered breastfeeding. Well, now it's time to move on to solid foods and you got to figure that out. Okay, well, you have got the pooping schedule down. You can change your diaper with one hand and you've got this down and it's fine. Guess what? Now you've got to potty train or, Oh my God, you know, they're sitting up and they're rolling over. Well, now they're going to crawl and you have to baby-proof everything and redo your whole entire house. And, you know, that table that you loved with the sharp corners has got to go. Didn't happen to me at all. Not a true life story. <laughs> it did. But I, it was, I don't know why it was such a shocker to me, but it's legit. Anytime you think you have anything down in parenting, in life, something else switches. All of a sudden they're talking now. And now we're at the stage in my son's life where... He has real life opinions and these big, huge emotions. And it's not just this goo goo gaga moment anymore where you look at them and they smile at you and you're their whole world glistening in the sun. Now it's like, I have to earn that kid's affection. And I'm like, what? We're only at four and a half. I thought we had at least until teenageville that, you know, I, I, I had to beg you for a hug. Uh, expect and prepare for the unexpected always. Because I wasn't ready, y'all. Another one on this list is laughter is good for the soul. This is something my mom always said to me, and I feel like in mothering, those moments where the day is damn hard and every single thing has gone wrong, your kid fucking shit their pants, and then the toilet bowl overflows, the dog throws up on you, you didn't go to the grocery store, you ran out of milk, you know, you stubbed your toe, all the things in life are going wrong. I love those moments where I can legit stop myself and just laugh with my kid because his laugh is amazing. It's the greatest thing I've ever heard. And it's the one thing that nine times out of 10 can pull me out of whatever slump I'm in. Now I said nine times out of 10, (laughs) but I I stick by that as a mom. It was like a very, very poignant piece of advice that my mother gave to me and that I want to impart on Lyric as well. Laughter is good for the soul. Just laugh. Do you ever have those moments? Because I have them all the time. So I hope that I'm not the only one. That something really dumb and really random will make you laugh. And you just laugh like a hyena for 20 minutes. Like the guttural, like crying belly laugh. And then you just legit feel better. I'm sure there's some sort of mystical science behind that. But laughter is good for the soul. Um, Another one is don't compare and tune out the noise. This was one of the ones that I have had since before I was pregnant, while I was pregnant, now as a mom, and I will have forever. Listen to me. Don't compare your life and somebody else's pretty Instagram picture of their kids are always well-kempt and they have these manners and this kid was walking before mine and that kid was talking. This kid got into this Ivy League college. My kid is this, that, and the third. And tune out the noise. Like I, 
as much as I'm giving you a podcast right now on advice on how to be a badass mamma jamma, when it comes to actually parenting your children and what you should and didn't do with them, tune out that noise. I live by the credo. If I didn't give birth to that child, I have zero right to give advice on how that child should be raised. I just stick with that. Like if somebody asks me advice, I'm going to give it in terms of like, hey, Riley, what do you think about sleep training? I'm little shit too. Like, what do you think about sleep training? Or what do you think that I should do with this? Da, 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 da. I'll give you advice all day long. I'll also ask for advice from the people that are close to me that, I, you know, that I know that they know how to do it because they've got three kids and I'm sitting here at one, four years into it. And they've been a mom for 15 years, you know, tune out the noise. You're going to know in your gut what is good for you as a mom, what is good for your child, what's good for everybody involved in your family and everybody else needs to keep the noise away. Legit. Don't compare and tune out the noise. Another one, hug, kiss, love, cuddle anytime you can. So a long time ago, my mom gave me the greatest hug of my life and I have never forgotten it. Ever, ever, ever. It was my first job in radio and I had moved from Florida to Michigan in the dead of winter, leaving everything I've ever known for this job that I wanted more than anything else in my life, turned out to be my career and my dream job. And there was a moment where my mom was leaving me in corporate housing that was a shithole and we were both very frightened and I'd never been this far away from my mother and she gave me the biggest hug and she said, hold on to this hug, keep it with you always. And I've never, for I, ah, let me compose myself. I can never like get through that damn story without like, at least tearing up a little bit. But I feel like physical touch and hugging and holding your children is like the most important form of communication that you can give. Like, I've tried this thing with Lyric now, even when he's having this catastrophic hissy fit moment that he seems to be doing so often now because his world was turned upside down with quarantine and, you know, things are slowly going back to normal, but... I've found that nothing calms him down, not reasoning, not taking toys away, not any form of anything other than just holding him. And a couple of weeks ago, I just grabbed him and gave him a hug and rocked him as if he was a little tiny baby and wiped his tears away and just let him breathe and listen to his breath calm down as he held his head on my chest. And I'm just like, you know what? Hug, kiss, love, cuddle anytime you can. Because when he was a baby, I was always single mom. I literally had no one to help me. All of my family was away. You know, my friends were single. They were there kind of sort of. But, like, I don't feel like I held him enough. And, of course, mom guilt was going to make its way into this podcast some way, shape, or form. Because you can't do a podcast about motherhood without talking about that mom guilt. But hug, kiss, hold any way you can anytime, even if they don't want you to, I literally do this big old like kiss on Lyric's cheek. Any possible time I can wrangle that kid and give him a hug and hold him. I just feel like I'm the type of person in terms of love language, physical touch and affection is big with me. So as a mom, it translates over to my kid. Like I said, some of these ones might be like, yeah, Riley, duh, we know this already, but just from me to you. And the last one on my list so far is nurture their dreams whatever they are. Now, growing up with my mom, she was a ballerina when she was younger. And then of course I wanted to follow in her footsteps and be a ballerina. And we bonded in that way so 
well, I was really good at ballet. I danced in the Nutcracker with a ballet company in Tampa. So it was like we bonded in that way so much. And that was great. But here's the thing that stuck out to me as a mom or as a daughter so much, even more so than all the time and money and support she put into ballet was when I wanted to get out of ballet at 15 and I knew she was crushed because I wanted to do cheerleading. And I know that hurt my mom because I was just starting to get good. I was going out on all these auditions where I could have turned this into a career. And I know that she would have loved that, but I wanted to try cheerleading. And instead of being rant rant about it, she supported me. She wanted me to be the best of the best. She came to every single football and basketball game. And that ain't my mom's thing is football and basketball. When I started getting into competition cheerleading, she got me private gymnastics lessons and she went every Saturday with me and was there. Like no matter that this wasn't her dream anymore, she was there. When I wanted to do drama in high school, she was there. When I wanted to do, you know, singing, even though I wasn't the greatest singer, she was there. And that speaks to me, like no matter what Lyric wants to do, like I really hope he doesn't do football because I'm not a big fan of football. But if he wants to do it, I'm going to persuade him to do other things at first. And then if he's relentless about it, I will absolutely push him to do it. Yeah. And that's it really on my list so far of, you know, the recipe to be a badass mother. You know, Marshall gave me a sign, my fiance for Mother's Day last year, that was beautiful. And it reads, mom, one, a female parent, two, a person who has given birth to a child or, or who has responsibility for the care of children. Three, someone who does a lot for her family and always sees the best in them. Four, the one who loves you through all of life's circumstances and stands by your side. Yep, that's what it takes to be a badass mother. You know, I couldn't end this podcast at all without giving a little bit of advice for my son, Lyric, who is my world, because hopefully he will listen to this podcast someday and either be ultra embarrassed or ultra proud of his mom. And I don't have a lot of things that I want him to do or be or say because I want him to be his own person. I want him to blossom into every single thing he wants to be in life. But I do have a little spice to add from mama, my son. My advice for you, Lyric, is be kind and nice. Like you always tell me, son, mommy, I want you to be nice. Well, my baby boy, I want you to be nice. And you are. You're the sweetest, chubby-cheeked, curly-haired, quaffed, cutest, charismatic little boy. Just use that and be kind. Now, here's the part where he might get a little embarrassed and some might be like, really, Riley? Wrap it up, kid. (laughs) Protect yourself and wrap it up. I'm going to leave that there. Lyric, I want you to just try. Right now, at four and a half years old, you don't really love to try things. You get super frustrated when you don't win right away, and you can't do it right away, and I know you're going to be good at so many things. Just try. And if you fail, mommy will be right there 
for you. Mommy will pick you up and give you that little push that I know you need. Just try. Y'all, I promise I'm going to try and get it together because I have just a couple more. Fall in love with you first. This was the biggest mistake I made when I was younger, son. I put my love in so many other things that didn't deserve it. I didn't love myself, and it took me a very, very long time to unlearn that behavior. I just want you to love you above all else. Because at the end of the day, it's you against the world with mommy right by your side. So make sure you love mommy second. And you get one, kid. When you mess up, I always want you to come to mommy and tell me. And I will help you in every which way that you can. But don't mess up twice. I'll still be there for you. But we gonna have issues you mess up twice. And last but never least... Kid, have fun. Don't take life so seriously. Enjoy it all. Enjoy the ups. Enjoy the downs. Enjoy the ebbs. Enjoy the flows. Smile and enjoy it all, kiddo. Because you have the whole world in front of you right now. The whole world. And I love you. Y'all, I almost got through this podcast without blubbering and without crying, but I can't talk about my kid and or the greatest journey of my life to date without crying a little bit. And I really hope this helped. I really hope you liked it. Uh, I hope some of this advice sticks. Because being a mom is, 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 it's a doozy, man. It's an amazing, crazy, wonderful, powerful, expensive, exhausting journey. It's so many different things that I never thought it would be. It's it's everything I expected and more. And I honestly can't wait to do it again. So cheers to you, mamas. Happy early Mother's Day. I hope it's an amazing one for you. I hope you're spending time with your family and they let you sleep in. Because that's always what I want for Mother's Day whenever anybody asks me. What do you want for Mother's Day? I want to eat breakfast and bread and I want to take a three-hour nap. So I hope you do too. And I hope it's a magical day for you with all your fam. Y'all, happy early Mother's Day. Thank you so much for listening to Really Riley. I hope you cried along with me. I hope you're not rolling your eyes at me over there. Um, But yeah, if you guys have any advice for me as a mom, I want to hear it. If I missed anything on this list that you think I could have added, I want to hear it. I'm always open for advice. I always like hearing more about what you like on this podcast, what you don't like. Hit me up at Riley Couture. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and then Snapchat is at Radio Recon. Badass mothers and papas. I love you, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. It's really Riley.